It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. Absolutely shocking. That's right. That they have taken away our right to have reasonable restrictions. We can have restrictions on speech. Uh-huh. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Uh-huh. But somehow there's no restrictions allowed on the Second Amendment. Oh, you're a dingbat. This is New York. Uh-huh. We don't back down. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry this dark day has come. Ow. You're a dummy. You know what? That's the governor of New York. She's as sharp as a Frisbee. It's up. <laughs> 507 KTSA. It is Funky Friday. Don and Cooper, because that's what I'm going to have to call you now, because I can't go Don and Don. That doesn't make any sense. So Don and Cooper... And right over here is Elaine. And uh, I'm just a dork on the radio. I'm the guy who sits here and just says what comes to mind for the next four hours. Hey, <laughs> good way to make a living. <laughs> good work if you can find it. That's right. I did when I was 10. Yeah, triple D. <laughs> <laughs> Don, Don, and dork. Well, we got, that's right, yep. exactly. Well, we got double D. I'm looking at double D, but I'm not going to say that because it's just not appropriate. On a family show like this? Are you kidding? That's not appropriate. I would never do that. Hey, um, so you saw Elvis. We're going to talk about that. All right. Was he uh, pumping gas in Alabama? Is that where you saw him? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Checking the oil. Apparently. Yeah. He's been doing that and eating at the big old uh, fish place over there in Alabama. So uh, we'll talk about that because you, you were kind of fired up when you got here this morning. We won't do it now. In right. a few minutes, we'll get into okay. it. So sure. that was uh, Kathy Hochul. She's the uh, governor of New York. And uh, first of all, uh, we'll... we'll going to tear her apart this morning because uh, and, and everybody else because the mayor of new york city says it's gonna be the wild wild west excuse me while i whip this out it's the wild wild west come on man are you serious how many times have i heard that don i mean cooper you remember in the 90s we were doing the night the show here and they were getting ready to pass concealed carry and how many people called the show back then we were in that other room over there that stunk so bad and uh they would call the show, well, there's going to be blood up to a horse's neck flowing on the streets of America if you allow people to carry guns. Remember Talking that? about gun battles out in the streets. Oh, yeah, man. It was going to happen everywhere you turned. And then it didn't happen. So then they passed uh, Campus Carry. And all we heard was, oh, the students are going to go shoot all their professors because they give them a bad grade. They're going to pull out their gun and shoot their professor. That's happened exactly zero times. Zero. Um. Let me be specific about this, what happened yesterday with the Supreme Court. Thank God for Clarence Thomas. What a hero. Let me be specific. Everything that Kathy Hochul, you just heard her say, is a lie. Okay? They didn't lose anything as far as being able to control who gets a gun. The way it worked in uh, New York, I think in California and a couple other states as well, is that you have to jump through all kinds of hoops just to get a gun permit just to get a permit to buy a gun. That's in addition to the federal stuff now we have to deal with, and we're going to talk about that. So um, then New York put another provision on that not only did you have to jump through hoops just to get a permit to buy a gun, but then you had to jump through hoops to prove that you needed to carry a gun. And they never approved it. They didn't allow people to carry guns. They would always come back and say, you didn't meet the burden of proof. You didn't meet the burden of proof. You didn't meet the burden of proof. So you can't carry your gun in New York. And they never let them carry guns in New York. They don't in California either. Now, if you follow the news at all, you're well aware that New York and California and other states as well are suffering the largest and and most vicious crime wave in the history of the United States of America. It's going on right now because you've got radical DAs like the one here that were put in place by George Soros, and they're letting the bad guys go. And the bad guys do bad things. 
But the way the law was structured, this is important. This is, this is the deal. This is the most important part of what we went through yesterday with the Supreme Court on this matter. The way the law was structured in New York and these other uh, states, the only people that carried guns were the criminals. <laughs> Why? Because the criminals don't pay attention to the law. That's that's kind of like that's what me that's what being a criminal means. You don't pay attention. You don't follow the law. When you're a criminal, you don't follow the law. That's what makes you a criminal by definition. So the criminals were the only ones carrying guns. The law-abiding citizens were at their mercy. And man, was it a field day. The criminals have been killing and pushing these pushing people onto the uh, the, the subway tracks, you know, and all this stuff that's been going on in New York City. And, and, and as I said, these other states. So the Supreme Court said yesterday, no, you can't add another layer of burden onto people. You just can't. We don't do that for any other right, said Clarence Thomas. What? Okay, so let's take the First Amendment as an example, says Clarence Thomas. You're given the First Amendment right to free speech. Do you have to then prove the burden that you need to speak freely before you can speak freely? Or to practice your religion, do you need to prove a burden that you have to practice a religion before you can practice your religion? Of course not. Or go through any of the other rights that are enumerated in the Constitution. But you see what Democrats are all about. They're good. Democrats are good with just criminals having guns preying on law-abiding citizens. Sorry, Democrats, it's a fact. It's a fact. You're good with that. You're good, Democrats. You are good with law-abiding citizens being killed by the criminals carrying the guns with no way to fight back, with no way to defend yourself and your family. And so here we are. Also, the Democrats are also good with restricting your, your rights and your freedoms. And, and John Cornyn is a Democrat with an R after his name, much like John McCain and Mitt Romney in the, in the tradition of those folks. And I've got the, I've got the names of all the uh, Republicans that joined the Democrats yesterday to pass this gun legislation that tramples the Constitution of the United States and due process. Let me bring something up about that. It did pass the Senate yesterday. It's going on to the House. Nancy Pelosi says it's going to pass right away. The, the, there's two gun things. This New York Supreme Court case, which was good for gun owners, good for people who want to defend themselves. All right, that's what we just talked about with New York. Now, but that's applicable all across the country. And, and by the way, the New Yorkers, you just heard Kathy Hochul say it. Don't we have a local right to decide what we're going to do? And then you heard guys saying, well, just don't pay any attention to what the Supreme Court said. Okay, great. Then don't pay any attention to the Supreme Court saying gay marriage is okay. I mean, if you're go we could do this all day. If you're going to ignore Supreme Court rulings, let's ignore the one about gay marriage. Then we're not going to allow gay marriage. Well, but w we in the states can decide what we want to do with guns. No, you can't. There's a thing called the Second Amendment. It belongs, it's in the Constitution. It's ensconced in the Constitution. It's a God-given right. It's not a state-given right. You can't decide what you're going to do with guns in each and every state. You can't. And we're getting back to that standard. The Constitution was trampled. Now we're getting back to that standard. I don't know what that noise, is that running water in the background? I just heard noise come in there. Anyway. <clears throat> um, so the other one on, on the gun legislation that passed yesterday, and that's over in the Senate. It hasn't made it to the House yet. That's the John Cornyn piece of legislation that passed yesterday. Due process is being trampled because with red flag laws across the country, they are now going to be able to take your gun away from you without you being able to, to say anything about it, and you have to go to court and prove that you are not what they're claiming you are. So somebody can say, hey, I think so-and-so is a little screwy or so-and-so -so said something screwy, and they can come get your gun, and then you've got to go prove that you're an okay person, you're not a bad guy. That's, that's turning due process on its head. And let me just, before the break, let me just ask you. Today we're talking about guns, but you know how Democrats work. It's all progressive, right? So today we're talking about giving them the ability to come into your home, take your gun away from you, and you have to prove 
You have to go to court, you have to get a lawyer, you have to go to all that expense, and you have to prove you're an okay person to get your gun back. What piece? What other pieces of property do you think they're going to come for? Because if you think they're going to stop at guns, you're nuts. That they have taken away our right to have reasonable restrictions. We can have restrictions on speech, but somehow there's no restrictions allowed on the Second Amendment. Uh, she's lying to you. She is lying to you because they still have the permitting process. They still have the background check process. They still have all this other stuff. And now new layers being put on top of that coming from the federal government in the hand of John Cornyn. So what else? What other pieces of property are you going to be willing to give up and then go and prove that you deserve that piece of property? Your house? Is it going to be okay for them to seize your house and then you got to go prove uh, something to get your house back? How about your car? There's no difference. Your gun is a piece of property that belongs to you, and you shouldn't have to flip due process upside down in order to get your gun back. And they're going to be incentivizing states with moolah. And I know Don's got this story about some guy here in Texas saying it's never going to happen here. When the feds start waving the money or when the feds start talking about cutting off the money, yeah, it'll happen here. But you take your seat until the press enters, and then you give brief commentary, two minutes, and then the press is going to depart, and you ask Liz Schuler, AFL-CIO president, a question. Liz is joining in virtually, by the way. You thank the participants, and then you depart. <laughs> hey, Don, you take your seat. Cooper, you take your seat. Elaine, you take your seat. Did you see the card that they gave? This is uh, this has become a regular thing for Joe Biden. They give him specific instructions now on a card. And yesterday he hosted this green energy thing, and um, they took pictures. And now the pictures are all over the Internet. So the card says, you, all in caps, enter the Roosevelt Room and say hello to participants. Then it says, "You." T these are all bullet points. You take your seat. These are all in caps. The press enters. You give brief comments. The press departs. You ask Liz Schuler, AFL-CIO president, a question. Liz is joining in virtually. You thank the participants. You depart. No, Joe's not senile. They just have to tell him everything to do. And by the way, the questions and the comments were on the other side of the card. How could he be confused about what seat to sit in? Because I, it was at the end of the table, was it not? It, it's He always sits at the head. He's the president. You sit at the head of the table. But, you know, the point is, and, and they did this in March, too, about the Vladimir Putin thing. They have to write everything down for this guy. Remember, they built a set next door to the White House so that he can have a giant screen TV in front of him with a teleprompter because they can't get a teleprompter that big into the... Uh, into the Oval Office. This giant screen TV is about six by four. The letters are about eight inches tall so that Joe can read it. But no, he's not senile. And by the way, have you noticed, I brought this up late in the show yesterday, have you noticed his eyes are wide open, he is not blinking, and his pupils are dilated now when he's talking? Have you noticed that? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what they're propping him up on, if anything. I'm, I'm guessing they're propping him up on something. I'm guessing. Because he's standing there and his eyes are wide. And he looks like he's one of those monsters from a movie with eyes wide open and dilated pupils. And he never, yeah, he's a zombie. That's what he is. He's a zombie. We, we have a zombie president. And he never blinks. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. It's that first drop that gets you, you know what I'm saying? Everything else, smooth sailing the rest of the night, but that first drop, the beginning yeah. of the night, that's the one that gets you every time, doesn't it? It's that long, slow climb to the top that gets me. Yeah. How, how about a little, <laughs> you want a little bridge? Yeah, why not? Go for it, Don. Give us a little bridge. Wouldn't you like to have that job? Where you were just in the corner going, ride on it, why don't you ride, ride on it now. <laughs> That'd be a good job to have. 
Good God. Ohio players, I miss them. Remember that rumor about the song back years ago when it first came Girl out? got killed at yeah, the lobby, yeah. screaming. That nope. wasn't the case at all? No. Nope. <laughs> they put it in there. There's, yeah. a, there's a scream, folks, after the midsection and the... You can hear the scream in the background, and the, the whole rumor was she. There was a girl being right. stabbed to death out in the lobby. It just wasn't true. I mean, you know, they just no. they had to <laughs> had they, to come up with some hype. You know, right? They didn't they didn't try to squash that rumor until after they sold a million or two. God, the <laughs> funniest version of that, believe it or not, Beavis and Butthead oh, take America yeah. dancing around the campfire to that yes. <sighs> forever in my mind. See what I waste my brain cells on? See that? Everybody needs an escape from reality. How was and that's it? Yours. How was it yesterday? Uh, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Going to go see it again? Uh, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. This could be a twofer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Don went and saw uh, Elvis yesterday. Elvis the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got some... F- you know what? Elvis could work on Funky Friday because we've got the whole Little Less Conversation kind of thing. That's got a little oh, funk yeah, to the, it, doesn't it? The JXL remix. Right. That's there what I'm talking about. There yeah. you go. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Now, I was reading yesterday that... Some of the uh, critics were saying that there's too much Tom Hanks in this movie. What did you think? Uh, No, I didn't think there was too much Tom Hanks at all. Yeah. You know, I thought that he was, his performance was phenomenal. He's Colonel Colonel Tom, Tom, right? right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, the the way the story was told was from the Colonel's perspective in in a lot of ways. So it was kind of important to have him on screen as often as he was. Do you think... Elvis would have been as big as he was without Colonel Tom? No. Yeah. No, I think early in this career there was a certain amount of uh certain amount of uh of uh, uh PT Barnum type that needed to be done to to get him to where he was super talented, you know, yeah. but uh, at that point in the game there were a lot of guys coming along who who could, you know, probably ride Jerry Lee Lewis. We talked about him earlier this morning. But there just needed to be a certain level of promotion involved that Tom Parker, you know, didn't care. He just went with whatever. I mean, whatever he had to do to get his guy on top is is what he did. So. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> My dad knew the guy, worked worked for the guy that had Elvis's contract before Colonel Tom, that Colonel Tom paid a pittance for, right? And my dad always told me, he said, had he stayed with the guy who owned the station that I was working for at the time, he would have, he would have never hit. No, it would have been a you know big time Southern phenomenon. Well, yeah, you know, I mean he, hayride and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean he would come. You know, it was like Texas, Louisiana, yeah. Tennessee, Mississippi. Right. That was his whole circle of performing. It was where he performed for the most part. But did they have the the picture reclaiming scene? Did they did they do that at all? No. There's a story, and it's a true story. When Elvis would play these uh, outdoor venues, well, even the indoor venues, when it, very early on, like the 50s and si- early 60s stuff, when he was just getting rolling, you know, good, um, you know they would sell these glosses. You know, go to, you go to a concert, and you can buy pictures and yeah. e- everything, right? right? Tom would sell these 8 by 10 glosses of Elvis, and it was all general admission. There was no, you're on row 3, seat 17. It was all general admission. So... What would happen is these girls would come in, and for a quarter, they'd buy one of those 8 by 10 glossies of Elvis. And then during the intermission, they would lay it on their seat to reserve their seat while they went to the concession stand. Mm -hmm. Colonel Tom would pay little boys a nickel or Coca-Cola to go around and pick up those pictures. So the girls would come back to their seats, and the picture's gone. So they would go back and buy the same picture twice. <laughs> so Tom made fifty cents yeah. off the same picture instead right. of twenty five. Yeah, because they got back and the pictures got. I'm going to go buy another one. Let me go go buy another one. And that's how it worked. Yeah, there was evidence of a lot of, of similar behaviors uh, going on, uh, but they did not, that one specific incident. No, they didn't. They yeah. didn't address that. Although that would have been great. Big gambling so, habit. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was uh, you know woven throughout the film as well. Right, great movie. Uh, you know, Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. I mean, well, like we talked about earlier, he could he could you know if they wanted him to play a cardboard box in a movie, he could pull it off. Stick and, of gum, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Austin Butler, the young man who played Elvis in the film, was amazing. Yeah. Are you ready to go to big time, boy? Yeah, you ready? You definitely. Yeah, he was. He was incredible. Well, as the morning goes on, we'll talk a little bit more about it. We won't do any spoiler stuff. No, you know what? It, it, El, by, by the way, Elvis is dead, so, yeah. I mean, you know. We know how the movie ends. And that was, I was really curious about that. It was kind of like any other movie you go see based on actual events like Titanic or yeah, any other right. biopic. How are they going to pull this off? We already know how it ends. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, but, I, you, you said Titanic's funny. I was watching uh, 
an interview with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what I always called him, DiCaprio, right. and, uh, and and Brad Pitt the other day. And uh, somebody asked, Leo said, that was a big door. I think you could have fit on that door. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad Pitt looked at him and said, yeah, you definitely yeah, could have fit. Right. You know. she, was, she was done with you, pal. That's, That's it. How it, works. it was over, babe. You were gone. But, you know, the, the, we know how the Elvis thing ends. He's not in Alabama pumping gas. No. It's not, it's not real. No. You probably see that on the internets, but it's not, it's not real. He is dead. Um, I talked to the guy that turned him over and, yeah. you, know, you know, tried to bring him back. And he's not alive anymore. Uh, so there's no spoiler alert there, but there's some really good stuff throughout the yeah, film. Yeah, it's if 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 you're even if you're not a fan, it's yeah. a, it's a tremendous movie. So. I call great story, a fanatical for me. Right, I had a whole wall when I was growing up in my bedroom of Elvis pictures that I'd cut out of magazines or wherever I could find them, and I put them on a, a whole wall. I should, I guess, I shouldn't tell this stuff, but I'm going to anyway. I'm now an adult, and uh, I had a book that my future sister-in-law gave me. Everything Elvis, and it was just a thick book like that, and it had nothing but lists, like his favorite uh, toothpaste was Pepsodent, his favorite uh, cola was Pepsi, all that kind of stuff. It was just a list, and I studied that book and studied it and knew it and knew it uh, inside and out. I told Nancy the other day, we were talking about going to see this, and I said, you know, it's a real shame that he ended up the way he did, because that's what everybody remembers. That's what everybody, when you turn on the TV and there's some comedian doing his Elvis bit, it's the fat, sloppy, wasted Elvis but there was so much more to that man. Mm-hmm. Like you said, go to 1968 comeback special. Yeah, Sheesh. definitely. Sheesh. Nobody's ever done anything like that before or since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was at his peak at that point. Unbelievable. I thought, you know, he'd come out of after you know years of making those awful movies, stupid movies, and that was Colonel Tom. Too. Yeah, him and Hal Wallace. Yeah, and then to come back and do a TV special like that, where you know he. He rounded the bases several times on yeah. that one. So. Elvis should have fired his butt then, you know, when he was yeah. putting did that deal with Howard Walter. Got to do another one. Got to do another one. That was the dumbest stuff in the world. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. yeah. Right. Didn't he have uh, an opportunity to do the Star is Born? Yeah, Star yeah. is Born with Barbara mm-hmm. Streisand. Instead they, of Chris Christopherson. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. that, but it was, you know. Oh, they did bring Par- it up. Yeah, Parker wanted a lot of money. That's right. Know, and, Parker told him no. Yeah. He just basically said, no, we're not going to do this deal. Right. Streisand did wanted him. And, uh, you know, it it really was... He wanted it. Yeah, he wanted it bad. And he would have been great. He was really a good actor. Mm -hmm. But really the thing that caused the the, the moment where the decline really started to hit, Priscilla going with Mike Stone, the karate instructor, Elvis' karate instructor, you know, that he got them two together, and next thing you know, they're sleeping together. That, coupled with losing A Star is Born... It was yeah, over for him. Was it. It was, he just started. He went crazy with yeah, the those, junk. The last three or four years were pretty rough. Brutal. So, yeah. Yeah. We're way behind. Sorry about that. That's all right. All right, let's dive into the news. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Carl, Carlton, it's uh, Funky Friday. It's Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. Jump in here anywhere you want. Any of these stories we're talking about. Mitch McConnell, John Cornyn, Tom Tillis, Roy Blunt, Richard Burr, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lindsey Graham, Rob Portman, Mitt Romney, Pat Toomey, Joni Ernst, Shelley Moore Capito, Lisa Murkowski, and Todd Young. Those are the Republicans who betrayed the Constitution of the United States of America last night by voting for uh, gun uh, restrictions and to uh, trample on the Second Amendment and, of course, due process of law in the United States of America. So-called conservatives like to call themselves conservatives. They're no more conservative than I am an astronaut flying to uh, Mars at the moment. They have made it clear that they believe that the rights of American citizens can be compromised away in their vote last night. They have no authority to compromise your rights, but that's exactly what those Republicans that I just named have done. Not only with the, you know, the 18 to 21, right? But, oh, they're, they're cool with a 10-year-old having an abortion. But an 18-year-old can't buy a rifle to go hunting with. But beyond that, the most egregious, of course, is the red flag laws, 
where they're now in this $13 billion bill going to be sending money to states to go take guns away from somebody who's never been accused of or convicted of a crime. So now that due process has been ripped up, torn apart from the Constitution, and destroyed in the United States of America, now the precedent has been set. And now due process is gone in this country, effectively gone in this country, because this is a precedent-setting situation. Now... They'll be able to go take whatever property they want. Hey, how about your house? Well, we just believe that you were using your house in the commission of a crime, so we got to take it away from you. Your car. We believe somebody said you were driving drunk, so we're going to take your car away, and you have to prove you weren't driving drunk Tuesday night. Oh, you think this is hyperbole? Really? Then you don't follow what happens with liberal, left-wing, communist Democrats in this country. Because that's exactly what they do. They take something like this and they expand it to draw in a whole bunch of folks. This is egregious. This is against the Constitution of the United States. It is uh, trampling not only on the Second Amendment, it's destroying due process and many other rights that we have in the Constitution. Mitch McConnell doesn't care about your rights. John Cornyn doesn't care about your rights. And the others that I listed here. They have joined the Democrats to strip you of your rights in the United States of America. It's one of the biggest and worst days. This is a dark day. It's going to pass in the House. Nancy Pelosi will make sure that it passes in the house and then joe biden says that he's going to sign it it is a dark day for the constitution and what these so-called conservative republicans did in a couple of years you're going to have a chance to show john cornyn what you think and how you feel about this destruction of due process in the united states i hope that he will be primaried i hope that he will be replaced as a senator from the state of Texas because he doesn't deserve to be a senator from the state of Texas. Mitch McConnell does not deserve to be the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. And none of these others that I mentioned should be senators any longer. Their state should primary them and get them out immediately. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Marvin. Yeah. All right. So it's Funky Friday. Y'all want to play a little game of uh, creepy or cool real quick? All right. Elaine, you want to play a game of creepy or cool? Okay. She's just going to vote creepy every time. Is it creepy? Is it creepy? It's creepy. She's already said it's creepy. Yep. All right. So it's a new feature for Amazon. It's for... Does every... No. Y'all... Not everybody has an Alexa. You don't have an Alexa, do you? No, no, no. Uh, You got an Alexa? Okay. You have an Alexa. Do you have an Alexa? I've got the Google. Okay, so you don't have Alexa. You have to have Alexa for this feature. They just came out with a new feature for Alexa. Mm -hmm. You can have a deceased loved one be the voice of Alexa. No, thanks. Um, I'll pass on So the the video, when they unveiled it yesterday, had a child in his bedroom being read The Wizard of Oz, and the child says, Alexa, can Grandma finish reading The Wizard of Oz to me? And Alexa says okay like she always does and the next thing you know dead grandma comes on and starts talking about you know the lion without a heart without courage you know that kind of thing (laughs) and uh apparently alexa can now be programmed to do any voice but they're primarily focusing on deceased loved ones Mm -hmm. so that you can hear them once again and carry on your relationship let me see how they put it we lost so many people during the uh, uh, during the pandemic. We want to carry on the relationship that you had with those individuals as they passed. And now Alexa is forming human-like empathy, companionship, and relationship. I'm sorry, but the last thing I want to have companionship and a human-like relationship with is Alexa, okay? Yeah, right. All right. Uh, these attributes have become even more important in these times of the ongoing pandemic when so many of us lost blah, 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 blah. So... All right, so Alexa can now apparently uh, learn 
the voice of a deceased loved one of yours and now can speak to you as that deceased loved one, read books to you, tell you the weather as the deceased loved one and all that. You're right. you're a creepy? Yeah, I'd say that's creepy. Yeah, what yeah. are you? Uh, that's pretty creepy. All right, Elaine, what is pretty that? Creepy. Is that creepy or cool? Creepy. Everybody says it's, yeah, creepy. it's creepy. I agree. I agree. Does that, does that include, like, ex-wives? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't know that one. Yeah. I would not know, and I'm not going to find out. Maybe you guys would know. I don't know. But uh, Elaine and I have been in the same relationship for 42 years, and that's just with each other. That's not with our spouses. Right. So <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, okay, so l- let me ask it this way, then. If you don't want a deceased loved one to speak to you, which I don't either. I mean, you know, I love my dad, love my mom, love my my kids, but I'm, you know, I'm, that would just be to, to to go through listening. Oh, my God, I can't imagine. All right. Who would you want to hear come through your Alexa device? What voice would you want? Huh? What did you say? I can't hear her. What would she say? Did you hear? I didn't hear what she said. What did you say? Huh? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. She wants Costner. she wants Kevin Costner to re- to read Red Shoe Diaries to her before she goes to bed yeah. at night. <laughs> Nancy Friday's Secret Garden. <laughs> the Penthouse Love Letters. If you yeah. build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Kevin Costner reading the Penthouse Love Letters for yeah. Elaine. Uh, so you? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah, it's no. a good question, huh? Yeah, it is a good question. Yeah, we... You know, you know who I, whose speaking voice I really like yeah. is uh, the, the British singer Kate Bush. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I like her voice. She was just in the news recently because yeah. her what, whatever song that oh, was running in, up that hill. Yeah, it's in Stranger Things. But yeah. it's like thirty some odd years old now. Yeah, it came out in eighty five. Yeah, say there so. you go. All right, so uh, Kate yeah, Bush, she would be all right. I would listen. I, I would you, like. You'd that. like to listen to that one? Yeah. Um, She's got a beautiful voice. I think it'd be cool every once in a while. Yeah, if you could change it up, right? You know, I'd like to change it. Maybe have uh, Elvis do it every once in a while, since we're in an Elvis phase of time right now, and everything is all Elvis all the time at the moment. So having him, you know, do yeah. you know, hey, good morning, baby. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. What would you today, have man? him say? Well, just yeah. the usual stuff that Alexa says, huh? Read the Wizard of uh, like Elvis. Read the Wizard of Oz to me like Elvis. <laughs> you know? If I only had a brain, man, what would I do with that brain? I'd shake it with a munchkin voice. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. There's a man back there. Oh, man. you know what? Now that I thought about it, yeah, uh, she's on Sirius XM. Christine Stone. God, that woman's got a she's voice. She's got a sexy voice. That woman's got Good a voice. Lord, yeah. And not only a voice, I just like her attitude. I just right. like the way she says. She's at home, by the way. Yeah, she does she's it at home. Broadcasting from her home in Connecticut. We're talking about Classic Rewind on Sirius XM. She's Christine the, Stone. She's on the Spectrum as well. Oh, she is on yeah. Spectrum? And she's on all the time. You know, anytime right. you turn Classic Rewind on, she's the jock. And she's got the most appealing uh, on-air mm-hmm. presence of anybody I've ever heard. Right. She's just very laid back. She's... Uh, c- connected to everything. She just yeah. talks about her family or whatever, yeah. and then she plays an ACDC song. It's just a c- coolest show. She's awesome. Yeah, I love her voice. She can read the instructions on how to prepare stovetop stuffing. Yeah, that's and right. And I'd be cool with that. Exactly right. You know. you know who I wouldn't want to hear is Nina Blackwood. I mean, you know, she's in a she's in a bad spot right now <laughs> well, with her voice. That's a bad a, one right it's there. It's a little rough. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough one. Too too much whiskey and cigarettes. It's too bad. And she is the sweetest lady. She's so nice. Just the nicest she is lady. Very nice. Yeah. But too much whiskey and cigarettes. Yeah, probably. And it got to her, yeah. to her vocal cords. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think Willie every once in a while would be all right. Yeah, come to Alexa. You know? Wouldn't you like to have Willie every once in a while? be all right, yeah. Hey, good morning, man. <laughs> it's Willie Nelson. <laughs> hey, did you get the seeds out of that? <laughs> Ooh, one just popped. Got me in the nose. <laughs> How would I know about that? Don't ask. Yeah, I won't. You guys told me. All right, uh, quick break for the news. <laughs> More on the other side. We'll do more gun control on the other side and the other stuff that's making the news as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. I'm prepared to go back to muskets. I don't think they envision. Kathy Hochul, the uh, governor of New York, as all the leftist Democrats went crazy yesterday, Supreme Court, written by Clarence Thomas, didn't say you can't do permitting, didn't say you can't do background check. In fact, left all that in place, just said... If people go, jump through those hoops, then you can't make them go the extra step to prove that they have to 
carry a gun for their protection, to, to show you a reason why. And Clarence Thomas just basically pointed out, he said, First Amendment, you don't have to, you get free speech. You don't have to prove that you need free speech in order to exercise free speech or to exercise your religion. You don't have to prove the need to exercise your religion to exercise your religion. Or you can go through any of the other rights. You don't have to prove that you need the right to vote. You have the right to vote, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but, you know, the left, when it comes to guns, the way it was in New York until yesterday was that only the criminals were allowed to carry guns. The law-abiding citizens are, were not allowed to carry guns, and now it's just leveling the playing field. So imagine this, Don. There's a wreck on I-835 North that has it completely stopped up there in the New Braunfels area. That's uh, leading up there to Watson. You yeah. go wash yeah. your filthy mouth out with soap, See, pal. I said there's a wreck on I-835. <laughs> there's a wreck on I-835. Imagine that. Because it never happens on I-835, does it? No. No. This is kind of like a, an interesting phenomenon. That's why I bring it up. We, we talk about the news, and this is kind of breaking news that there would be an accident on I-35 between here and New Braunfels. That's crazy talk. I know. Well, I'm kind of crazy. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what would you say you have coming up at the bottom of the hour? I wanted to comment on it. Oh, the Paul Pelosi story? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you – I don't know if you watch Jesse Waters or at all. No. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) I've gotten into watching the first few minutes of his show because he took on this case. Right. Because what happened was they are so well connected in that Napa Valley out there mm-hmm. that they were just getting rid of this, that yeah. they were going to sweep it under the rug and mm-hmm. nothing was going to happen, right? right? So Jesse goes on and he says, wait just a minute. First of all, if you get arrested tonight for DUI, which would not happen because you don't drink and drive, but if you were, what would be on the news tomorrow? Uh, Trey Ware's news guy got busted for... <laughs> That's right. No. Your mugshot. Yeah. Your mugshot, right? right? Everybody's mugshot is put up, and there they are, and they got the drunk look, and their hair's all... Uh, Nick Nolte. Your hair's always a mess. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> have to worry about that part, well, now would right. I? Well, that's right. Come on. But they wouldn't even release that. They still uh, don't want to release, like, the camera footage, you know, the cop camera footage, mm-hmm. and all. No, dash right. cam, and all. No, yeah. they don't want to put that out. Pelosi, uh, Nancy, when it happened, she hired a full team of defense attorneys and uh, media people to to carry this through the media, right? Yeah. Uh, and so Jesse went on TV one night and he said, here's the number to the sheriff and the cops and the DA down there. Demand <laughs> they release. So, you know, millions of people are calling, you know, to Napa Valley saying release. So they finally, put, finally after several weeks, put out the, uh, the mugshot photo, right? right? So Jesse's on last night. You know, and so they finally had to charge him because they kept doing, you know, call, that now they're not charging him. You know, now there's no charges. There's no charges. And we've called the DA, and the DA tells us to jump off, you know, cliff. And we've called the sheriff, and the sheriff out there says jump off cliff. So call. So the next thing you know, charges get filed. Well, that's all Jesse and his viewers, all of it, because right. they were just going to have this go away. Yeah. So last night I'm watching, and he said, let me tell you about some of the facts of the case, because we've done our own investigation. The facts are... He was driving his Porsche drunk. He hit another car, injuring the other car driver. They were out in the middle of basically nowhere in that Napa Valley, mm-hmm. right? No, they weren't in a town or a city, out in the middle of nowhere. And Jesse said, but yet, just so happens on the side of the road where there are no bus stops and nothing, it's like driving through the country where this happened. There was a witness standing on the side of the road who saw, <laughs> who saw it. Just like that. Yeah. Imagine that. And Jesse says, was that witness a companion in Paul Pelosi's car? Because we uh, have every reason to believe that Nancy's been a little bit busy lately and Paul's been playing the field. (laughs) Possibly playing the field. Mm -hmm. And I'll take it one step further, he says. He says, it took him a long time to get out of the car. What was he doing in the car? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, what was he having to rearrange in the car mm-hmm. <sighs> before he could get out? And uh, then he said uh, a sheriff for that area drove by in, in the other car, right? And Pelosi caused the crash. He was drunk. Right. and uh, But the sheriff is a friend of, of Paul Pelosi's. Mm-hmm. And with Nancy's influence out there, the sheriff just drove up and went, Okay, everything looks fine here, and drove off. Nothing to see here. (laughs) He left. When he saw the Porsche, and it was Paul Pelosi, he just leaves, apparently. 
And uh, so, you know, Jesse's like, wait just a minute. The sheriff doesn't just pull up and do that. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, the DA, this redheaded woman it, it, who is uh, hiding all this and trying to make it go away, is married to a cousin who is an uncle of Gavin Newsom and Paul Pelosi. How about that? Ah, incestuous deal going on out yeah. here. So uh, the the reason you now have that story to talk about mm-hmm. is that Jesse Waters has been pushed. And I don't like him particularly either. I think he's fine in what he does. But I've been watching this with interest to see if he's galvanized this army of viewers to do this. And they did it. Right. They made it happen. Yeah. Ringing the phones out there. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, I don't anticipate he's going to spend five seconds in jail. You know, he's Paul Pelosi. Yeah. Oh, he also said, you know, Paul Pelosi's been making money. And I, I believe this to be true myself. He's been making money for years in the stock market off a of pillow talk with Nancy, with uh-huh. her coming and telling him, you know, this is happening or that's happening or this is moving. or that. That's why we had that whole thing uh, a few months ago about whether or not they ought to be allowed to trade. And I don't believe they should be because no. they know what legislation is coming and how mm-hmm. it's going to affect businesses and the stock market and all that before it happens so they can go trade. On insider, I thought I, I call it insider trading. That's just my opinion on what members of Congress have been doing for a long time. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm surprised that she thought that they could, you know, pull this off in this day and age. Ha! You know, we're all so connected <laughs> to what everything that's going on. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't take long to to get to the bottom of things, yeah. really. And the fact that she thought that she could, you know, just make this go away. Uh huh. You know, with with word being able to get spread as fast as it is to as many people, well, I, I, it's, it's unfathomable. To and me. this goes back to the point that I made early in our discussion. If it were anybody else, mm-hmm. it would all been you know because we see it every day. There's almost a a DUI face in the in the news almost every day, or at least a week. Right. And you know, you can't make it go away. You got to go. And the other one that I that I have been asking about, and I, I I have not seen. Well, maybe Jesse did bring this up maybe last week, uh, but I know I brought it up a couple of times. It, it's amazing the silence of mothers against drunk drivers. Where have they been? They haven't said a word. Usually in a situation like this, they're like ah, rah, 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 they're out after the guy. Right. They haven't said a word mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, because they know where their bread is buttered, and that money that comes from Congress, if they want to keep getting it, they'll keep their mouths shut, or else Nancy will cut, chop it off. Right. It, Maybe she will anyway. Uh, 6.15 now. (laughs) When we come back, uh, Cassie Garcia is running against Henry Cuellar. And uh, I want to find out who she is and what she's about. We'll talk to her coming up next. Trey Ware here at KTSA for our friends over at Primo Processing with the 4th of July coming up in just a little over a week from right now. You want to make sure you get the Primo meats ready to go for the 4th of July. If it's just going to be a couple of you having a chow or you're having a big old 4th of July celebration with a bunch of folks, Primo will fit the bill with whatever meat you need for your 4th of July celebration with the Trayware 4th of July Primo box. You can go online to primo-processing.com, primo-processing.com, and find out more. And, of course, it's always free shipping to you. Now, they got the Trayware sampler box. They got the Texas River box with the chopsteaks and the smoked links and all that. They got the chop box with the chopsteaks and the jalapeno and cheese chopsteaks. And my favorite, the brisket bacon cheeseburgers. And that's what's in also this 4th of July is a lot of those brisket, bacon, cheeseburgers. You're going to love that for the 4th of July. And when you buy from Primo, you're buying the finest, best prime meats anywhere, all USDA approved and delivered to your front door. And again, to get you to try this stuff, we're going to cover the cost of delivery. So check it out today, primo-processing.com, and tell them I sent you, okay? AccuWeather forecast today, 102, tomorrow 101, Sunday 100, but cooler and some rain next week, especially on Tuesday. Right now it's 77 in KTSA. Earth, wind, and fire on Funky Friday. So let's groove. All right, so it's 620, Trey Ware, KTSA. Back to the phones here in just a little while. But first, I want to want you to meet somebody. And she is running for District 28 here in the state of Texas. As I told you, I supported Henry Cuellar. I didn't vote for him because I'm not his district, but I, here on the air, against the commie who was running against him because I didn't want the commie to, be, uh, to have an, even an opportunity. But now it's time to defeat Henry because no Democrats should be elected coming up this November. But also there's a great choice, not just because Democrats got to go and Henry is a Democrat, 
but because there's a great choice now in District 28. Cassie Garcia is uh, is now running against Henry Cuellar, and we'll be up against him in November. And she's joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. And do you prefer Cassandra or Cassie? Which what should I call you? Hi. Well, good morning. Good morning. I, um, my name is Cassandra, but I go by Cassie. Okay. But you can call me Cassie or Cassandra. <laughs> Which is going to be on the ballot? Because that's that's what I want to call Cassie it. Garcia. <laughs> Cassie's Cassie going to be on the ballot. Okay. There we go. I'm going to be on the ballot. There Cassie we go. Garcia. And and the website is CassieForCongress.com. We'll get back to that in a minute. For those who don't know you. Who are you? Tell, tell, tell our listeners about you. Hi. Well, I am so honored to be on the program this morning and to talk to all your viewers. And I am excited to be the Republican nominee for District 28. I am Cassie Garcia. I uh, grew up in the Rio Grande Valley for the past 37 years. I went to high school, went to college. Uh, I've given back to the community 17 years of public service. And I spent the last eight years uh, working for Senator Ted Cruz as his deputy state director. So I know the issues. And I'm running for Congress to defend faith, family, and freedom. I like that a lot. So let's get into specifics. First of all, you worked uh, for and with a friend of mine, Senator Ted Cruz, here in the state of Texas, and that should that's a notable thing uh, because, it, you know, being around him and knowing the way that uh, freedom works and what's important to Texans is, of course, freedom and the Constitution. And right now, I, I would guess the biggest issue that we're dealing with in your district is the border issue because most everybody who's coming in is coming through the Rio Grande Valley or right up through district 28 and into san antonio mm-hmm. there's a story in fact cassie today uh, about how many uh, are coming into san antonio to be distributed all over uh, all over the country so let's take that issue first and then i'll ask you sure. about some other issues so the border sure. and and what you would do if you're elected to congress about the border Absolutely. So I, uh, just so you know, uh, the National Border Patrol Council has endorsed Henry Queer every cycle. This, uh, uh, since I've announced my candidacy to run, they have endorsed me in this race because they believe in me and they know that I will get the job done. At the end of the day, Henry Queer is a Democrat and he's voted 99% of the time with Nancy Pelosi. Um, And so I'm here to help the Border Patrol agents provide relief to them. They need help. Um, We can sustain every single day. I talk every two days, we get about a caravan a day, and that's unsustainable in the Rio Grande Valley and for Texas and for everybody. And we talk about the amount of agents that are being processed and released and into this country. Um, And what should be worrisome to the voters and to the communities is those that are being, the bottleways, right? Those are the bad elements, bad people, that are don't, don't want to be caught by border patrol and so at the end of the day joe biden the house democrats have done everything uh to destroy this country and they have not secured our border and once i am elected in november and we fire nancy pelosi and take back the house we are going to secure the border we are going to i mean day one look what joe biden did he halted border wall construction he reinstated catch and release you know and so he's created this biden crisis on our southern border and it's not fair to the families and the communities who are having to pay this burden uh, of the border crisis we uh I, I get contacted daily from rancher friends of mine who live between here and the border and their properties being destroyed i also get contacted from people in del rio and on on down through uh, at district 28 in fact who send me pictures of how the towns and the communities are being overrun how the the emergency rooms are packed full of people now so mm-hmm. that citizens who actually pay the bills they can't get in there their kids are mm-hmm. not getting equal treatment in the school because the classrooms now are two to three si- two, two to three yeah. times the size of what the classroom is supposed yeah. to be everything is packed full there's crashes in the streets the police are overwhelmed the border patrol is overwhelmed as well so what what should happen to secure that border and to help those agents do their job what are you what are you going to do yeah so right so uh, and just you know um uh, my uh, my fiance is a border patrol agent, right. 26 years serving law enforcement, and so this is unsustainable. We need to enforce the laws on the books. We don't need any more detention facilities. We do not need any more immigration judges. We need to lock down this border. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are destroying our country. It's sad to see the border patrol using their resources instead of securing and our southern border. They're having they're busy processing every single day, and they're doing a fantastic job at securing our border. But they need the resources.
resources to do their job. And their hands are they're being held behind their back. And we need to, again, at the end of the day, you know, we talk about Title 42. We need just to enforce the laws on the books. If you're claiming asylum, you need to go through a port of entry, not in between a port of entry. And that's what they're doing. They're turning themselves in. You know, we can't sustain this every single day. Del Rio, Laredo, RGV sector, Yuma, they're they're apprehending about 2,000 uh, migrants per day. What about the, the children that are coming across that are being abused and, and raped and watching their parents, you know, uh, witness horrific acts to their parents to come over here? Um, the Biden administration hasn't done anything, and the families, the communities are, the family and the communities are, are, are noticing that, and they're flustered. I, I was block walking the other day, and I had a, I met a Democrat voter who voted Republican for, for the first time for me. He says, Henry Clare has been here too long, and nothing things been done is to cure the border. I say this all the time. He says all the right things, Henry Quare, but he's done absolutely right. nothing to secure That's our right. southern border. That's right. He says all the right things. You know, I've had him on the air a million times. He says the right things, but then he votes with Joe Biden. And what we really need on this issue, and we're going to run out of time, we're going to have to have you back and talk about some other issues too, Cassie. We're visiting with Cassie Garcia, who's running for District 28 here in November. Uh, the Biden administration story right here, headline, Biden administration is paying illegal immigrants and sponsors for their travel to settle in the United States. So Congress, which is where you would be after November, Congress controls the purse strings. We need people there. And with your fiancé on the front lines every day as a Border Patrol agent, you know how desperately it's needed. But we need somebody to cut off the purse strings so Joe Biden can't be paying the illegal immigrants Mm -hmm. to settle here in the country. That's right. That's right. We've got to cut off all that. And that's why the families and communities, communities of 28 deserve a better path forward. That's voting for Cassie Garcia, who's going to vote for the values and secure this country once and for all. You're pro-life? I am pro-life. I've been endorsed by Susan B. Anthony, and Henry Clare has an F rating. Again, actions speak louder than words. What do you think about the Second <laughs> Amendment? We're talking about Second Amendment a lot these days. What do you think about the Second Amendment? We need to protect the Second Amendment. I am pro-Constitution. I'm pro-Second Amendment. I'm pro-border wall. I am pro. I want to make sure I am pro-life. I want to make sure that no federal funding will ever be used for abortions or for Planned Parenthood. We're going to have you back, Cassie, because there's more that we need to find out about you. I want our listeners to I'm know about you. I'm ready to come back. <laughs> we're going to have you, and we're going to have Myra on. In fact, we're going to have all the quad on. <laughs> all right. I like I'm the, ready for that. <laughs> I like that name. I like the quad. All right, Cassie. The quad is better than the squad. <laughs> that's right. I like it a lot. Uh, CassieForCongress.com. CassieForCongress.com. You want to find out more about her and help her campaign, that's where you go. And we will have you back on soon. Okay, Cassie? All right. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a great weekend. It's Cassie Garcia, CassieForCongress.com. We'll break for the news, come back. I want to talk about this gun bill that passed in the Senate yesterday and some of the nuances you're hearing now. And my big thing about this, my red flag is the red flag laws, all right, and and due process. I'm going to talk to you about some of the nuances you're hearing in the news right now. That's coming back. Trey Ware, KTSA. It's out. Don Lynch saw it. Said it was great. We talked about an hour this morning about it. And even if you're not a fan, like I am, even if you're not a fan, it's, it's worth seeing, right? Yeah, great yeah. movie. Great movie. Great so story. Go see it. Hey, did I mention there's an accident on 35 North? What? Did I bring that up? Man, yeah. why, didn't, why didn't we just stop whatever we were doing? Oh, they're stopped all right. Yeah. You said no, stop. W- we. Oh. Uh, they're all stopped. They're we, stopped. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, you guys sitting up there on Ice 35. I know you're not moving. It's 35 north, north of Bucky's, uh, and I think it's backed up past Bucky's by now. Yeah, from which is a horrible intersection, anyway. Yeah, you know. But this is and they've got all that construction going on. Yes, you know, just past Kohlenberg and. Well, that's the problem. It's because yeah. they had an 18 wheeler crash there this morning, mm-hmm. and because of all that construction, they've got the uh, barricades and nowhere for anybody to go right. off. You it's, can't exit. Uh-huh. You can't get on it. There's no shoulder. You're up against the wall on both sides. Yep. So everybody just stopped, and you've got ambulances and stuff trying to get through. They can't get through because mm-hmm. cars can't move. They're all stuck together, right. right? There's nowhere for anybody to move. Yep. And even the access road where people are getting off on the access road, they're not moving either. They're not going anywhere. So the whole thing is just stopped. And I think we ought to stop I-35 until they fix it. <laughs> just shut it down until they fix it. Every day, man. In fact, I went to a meeting the other day, and the first thing, second thing the guy said to me, first thing he said was, what does Don Morgan look like? And the second thing he said 
was, can we do something about IH-35? And I said, well, I'm working on it. But it, it's just a, it, it's horrendous. And the construction, really, to, to be truthful, the construction starts here at Eisenhower and goes to somewhere in Kansas. Yeah. Right? Right. It's a mess everywhere you go. And here, you know, because they're starting the double deck here, they're doing the boring for the coring on the sides where they can put the pillars for the, you know. Yeah, they've been doing that for about a week or two. And they're doing it overnights. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But they say it's like a seven-year project, and yeah. it's really going to get messy when they start putting the stuff up because they'll have to shut down the highway when they're doing when they're over the highway. You know, when they're right. over 35, they're going to have to get you off because they don't want anything falling off on the car. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a mess er than it already is yeah sometimes you know when you, when you talk about that they don't want anything falling on your car so they don't let you i'll take my chances yeah just let me, me go too. me too <laughs> when they built just these flyovers, let me go yeah no, that's right when they built the flyovers at 281 and they yeah. were shutting down 281 and 1604 mm-hmm. and you had to go around it and all that kind of stuff what like, a pain in the neck yes in the neck you know where it was a pain you're oh, sitting yeah. on it yeah and I was like, nah, man, just let me go. And if a welding rod falls on my car, just fall. I'll take my chances, you know. Yeah. Or if a guy does, and pray, think, pray that doesn't happen. But anyway, you know, they're up there over top, and so they, I guess, insurance and yeah. whatever they. Hey, I'll make a know. deal. With, I'll, I'll make a deal with TechStot right now. Okay. If I promise to wear a helmet when I. <laughs> And Will I, you let me go through? I have a few of those in my garage. Sure, sure, you can I, wear. I can borrow one. Tra- I still have mine. You know, I brought it with me there just in go. case. Yeah. In fact, I have driver suits you could probably wear. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Okay, and now uh, I got a. I just got an email from Dennis. He wants to know if there is a way to recall Cornyn. Nope, you recalled him in two years. Uh, he's going to be up in 2024. Uh, that's when you find a primary, somebody who can primary him, and then you recall him then. But, I mean, a, a senator can be expelled, but it takes two-thirds vote from the other senators. That ain't going to happen. It's never not, happened. It's not going to happen. And not in this instance either. Well, no. There's no. too much support from the other side yeah. at this point. So. Right, 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 right. But there are a lot of, uh, a lot of young guys with you know the r behind their names rubbing their hands together the last well, few weeks look thinking we, about making a run for it we so. have got some you know i just talked to cassie garcia mm-hmm. we're going to have the quad on over the next you know several weeks and talk to yesley and monica and yeah. uh, myra and all of them about what their plans are and all that there's a revolution going on in the republican party there's a revolution going on and the old guard is getting booted and there's some young blood who's coming in like these girls, these ladies here. Yeah, you know, and, and again, you're seeing that on both sides. I mean, I know as much as you detest the squad, you know, we're seeing more of that on the Democratic side as oh, well. Oh, sure. You know, a lot of young, new faces coming in. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, that is that is true. I, I, I do have an AOC story that I'm going to share with Warren Ryman later, but she's complaining that 174K is not enough. Now... Here's somebody who supports socialism and communism and wants us to right. transition. She wants more into- money. <laughs> hold on a second. We hold on just a second. Yeah, here. yeah. She went to a party. Yes. Wearing a dress, uh-huh. and on the back it said "Eat the rich" or something right. like that. Whatever right. the rich suck or yeah. something like that. Eat whatever. the rich. Yes. Yeah. And now she uh, her six figure salary isn't enough. Well, let me put it into perspective real quick here. Okay. So uh, the median income according to the Census Bureau in the U.S. is sixty seven thousand five hundred twenty one dollars. All right. This That's one hundred six thousand four hundred seventy nine less than she makes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. She makes uh, you know one hundred seven thousand more than the median income, and she's complaining about there's a twenty five thousand dollar deduction in personal costs that I have to take out of my one seventy four. Well, even if you take that out, she's still making one hundred forty nine, which is eighty two thousand more than mm-hmm. the average American is making. That's not including. Is this including the stipends she gets no. for tra- for travel and housing and, no. and food and okay? So, no. Yeah. Uh, lifetime retirement she's uh-huh. going to get that that amount for the rest of her life she can leave and go sit on the beach i bet her health insurance plan is better than mine well y- yes yeah. of course you know and they, all the stuff that they get plus you know they get a little trip down to hawaii every now and again mm-hmm. because some you know they got to go they got to go exploratory you know right. got to find you know the beach of hawaii looks like it's eroding let me go down there and put my feet in the sand and check it for you mm-hmm. you know and somebody will fly them down there 
Usually it's the taxpayer, if not it's some corporate bigwig, you know, who then puts money in an account over in the Cayman Islands. You know, it kind of sits there under a number, not a name. It sits there until retirement time for these folks. This is the game, the, the, the whole scam that they play. You know, they don't live like the rest of us. And for her to complain, it's hard to get by on $174,000. I don't know what I'm going to do. She's a commie. She wants us to live in communism, and she she thinks... She wants more. Does she realize how much people make in communism when you live in a communist state? Does she realize... Well, it won't people? be no $174,000. All she got to do is go south to Venezuela take or Cuba. And she can go take a look at... Because she was just in Miami partying, kissing on people. She can go on across the way about 90 miles and be in Cuba and find out all she wants to find out about that. Yeah. And then come back blessed that she's making one hundred and seventy-four k. You know, I, Ask any of those people who are, you know, trying to get from Cuba to Florida yeah. in an inflatable life raft. Yeah, what they think you know. of 174K. Yeah, they can, they like can live that. the rest of their lives right. quite comfortably on that right. much money. So. All right, quick break. We'll come back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Sucking Gardens Theater, 1992. All my friends, the low rider. The low rider is a little higher. Let's go over to Rosedale Park and do a little cruising. You've been to Rosedale Park, haven't you? I have. Yeah, baby. Wasn't anything happening, but <laughs> when I was there. <laughs> I can't tell you how many lowrider shows I've yeah. done over there, man. Right. Used to do the lowrider fest. I think it's, I don't know, I guess they still do it. I don't know. I haven't been out there in a long time. But yeah. Frank Redarty and his crew would come out and play music, man. Sonny would come sit in and do a song or two. Sonny goes in. Good times, good times. Excellent. You think Pink Floyd's going to get what they want? With, they're selling the uh, the catalog. They want five hundred million. Oh yeah, and you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah, because that's one of those catalogs that continues to be profitable over time. Yeah, I mean, just you know, the the wall and um, dark side, dark side, just those two alone. Seventy five million copies in the U.S. alone. Yeah, and that's not counting the U.K. and everywhere else. So there's a bidding war. That's a good place to be in. Hey, it's good to be Pink Floyd. That's right. Uh, BMG, Warner Music, and Sony, they're all in it. Uh, Of course, uh, Springsteen got five hundred million this year. Yeah, and then uh, Dylan got four hundred million. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago for his catalog, which was 300 songs. Yeah. So they want $500 million, and uh, I bet they get more than that. Oh, yeah. They'll get it. No problem. They'd probably go to Sony. Yeah. They, they're flush they, with cash. Yeah, they they, they, they just kind of print their own cash. They really them, so, do, man. It's yeah. amazing. And then they turn around, and, and with a $500 million investment, they'll make a couple of billion overnight. Yeah, Sony will. They figure out how to market it again and mm-hmm. sell it to a whole new generation. Right. Speaking of new generation, 10-year-old goes, uh, it, this is in Florida, over by the Tampa Clearwater area, goes fishing with Pop and some friends, catches a catfish. Somehow he's holding the catfish, and a catfish, you know the spine on the back of the catfish, Mm -hmm. you know the fin? They always tell you to reach underneath it. You've you've caught catfish before, and you reach underneath it because if you don't, it can stab you, right? Sure. A lot of guys have been stabbed in the hands and everything else, and, you know, it's usually not a bad deal, although there are species... Because you know how I am, I went and looked it up in a National Geographic. Half of the 3,000 catfish species contain venom. Some of them are deadly to humans. Not likely to happen. They are not aggressive. They will do that in a yeah. uh, defensive mode. Right. If you grab a hold of one, that's what's going to happen. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. So this kid was holding it, and the fin stabbed him in the chest. Oh, no. Got him in the chest. He's alive, he's doing well, but they had to air life him out because he couldn't breathe. So, there you go. kid. Ten years old. That kind of ruined your fishing trip, wouldn't it? You'd think. I hope it doesn't deter him from, you know, going on another excursion at some point. Right. It'd be sad. I'll tell you where you go. You want to catch catfish, you go over here to Chalk Bluff out west. Go out to, you know where Chalk Bluff is. Go out there in a couple of places where the river runs. I thought you were going to say lubies. <laughs> with tartar sauce. Yeah, with tartar sauce. That's, that's, yeah. that's true. That's true. Well, if lubies existed, yeah, it's, now, yeah, it's sea island. now you know, yeah. Now it's Sea, sea island. island, right. Sea, sea Island is where you're going to catch your catfish. Maybe Cracker Barrel. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's right. 
Uh, go to, go out here to Chalk Bluff, take a lawn chair. There's a couple of places in the river where it's only about four inches deep. Right. You set the lawn chair in there, and you put a stringer, hook a stringer onto the end of the lawn chair around mm-hmm. the, the leg, and you just sit there and pull them out all day and put them on a stringer. And by, you know, a couple hours, you'll have 20 of them on wow. a stringer. Yeah. Beautiful, too. And uh, finally, uh, Paramount uh, CEO Bob Backish. He says, we're not censoring anything. He's got the old catalog of old movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. And a lot of those companies went back, like Gone with the Wind was censored a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was HBO Max, you know. And they, you know. So th- that was the thing to do is go back and censor it for the woke crowd because the woke crowd is real sensitive and they were getting upset about the old movies and some of the references and the old movies and all that. And so they were applying pressure to Paramount and their older catalog to do it, to, you know, censor this stuff. And he said, we're not censoring snot. It's not going to happen. Yeah. said, if you can't handle it. Now, I love this approach. If you can't handle the way movies were done back then and the dialogue in the movies and so on, if that bothers you, if you're triggered by that, then you don't have to stream our stuff. But a lot of times that was, but a lot, and they didn't have the term triggered back then, but a lot of times that's what they were aiming to do. Well, was spur some type of response, get some type of emotion out of people who were going to see the film. So they would include this type of dialogue. Or reflect the culture. Exactly. You know, which was at that time, that was the culture. But I just like, I, I'm so tired of the apology and canceling thing. I'm so over, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry I didn't mean to be offensive. And he's saying, if you don't like what we're streaming, then don't come and stream our stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's the answer that these CEOs need to give. Right. If you don't like what we're doing, if it triggers you, if it upsets you, then do something else. Don't well, come know, over we, here. Uh, you know, on the other side of that, you you know, Disney is putting out a lot of things that offend people, and they're not censoring any of it. And they're not so getting they, my money. Yeah, well, they're, they're, that's for sure. They're not getting not, my not getting money. much of anybody's money. But you know, <laughs> Stock, I mean, stocks down fifty percent. Yeah, fifty. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay, quick break. Uh, Warren Rima and Sean's back today. Coming up next, KTSa.